Raising money is still one of those things that you're very involved in. You're very involved in. It's it's probably one of the best uses of your time of all time, right? Absolutely. Okay, welcome back. This is the next video in the Raising On Money to the next. series. Yeah, how to raise capital series. And this has been a very important series to put together. I think this is critical information for people to learn. We're hoping that we're giving some really great value, some ideas. I mean, really, if you could walk away from the series and have just so much clarity and direction on how to raise capital for deals, then we've done our job, right? That we were hoping to accomplish. Yeah, the goal is to inspire you guys um, and fix the mindset around, you know, why would somebody want to give their money to me? And this video is going to be really important because we're going to kind of get down in the weeds a little bit mm -hmm. and talk about structure with with private money specifically. Yeah. And this is important because I think once you start to really grasp the idea around it, which if you haven't watched all these, the first five or six videos in the series to really understand just why private money is the secret ingredient to all of this. Right. It's really the ticket to doing multi-million dollar real estate deals and building a multi-million dollar business right. is private money. I think you agree. You believe that. I believe that yeah. private money has been the backbone of both of our businesses for years and it will continue to be no matter yeah. how big I get private money is going to be what allows me to get there. always, always. I mean, look at everybody, look at Elon Musk. He just bought Twitter. Guess what he did? He went and raised billions of dollars from private money lenders. Yeah. Right. Right. Like he yeah. brought in equity partners into the deal. Even at a multi, multi, the richest man in the world, all the way to the first deal that you and I ever had to do, mm -hmm. your first flip that you ever did, you had to go raise money. Yep. It is going to be a common thread in your entire business, so you might as well say this is the most important foundational tool. It is the secret sauce to everything that I And it's doing. such a high-level activity. Like, you know, you and I are at a place now where we outsource a lot of the business but uh, raising money is still one of those things that- You're very involved in. You're very involved in. It's it's probably one of the best uses of your time of all time, right? Absolutely. Is, is being able to structure now, and raise. Now, going into the video of how to structure, what the structure of a private money lender is, this is a common question. I'm sure people in videos one through five, six were saying, but how do I, how do I tell the lender how much they're making? How long should their mm -hmm. money be? How do they get paid back? I don't understand it. I'll start off with a structure of a deal I just did today. Awesome. And every deal is a little bit different. And that's a hard thing for you guys to adopt is that not every deal is the same, neither is every private money lender mm. because they're individuals, they're malleable or they're massageable. So flexible. Flexible. Yeah. So I did a deal in Dallas, Texas. It's a three bed, two bath house. I bought it subject to, meaning if you don't know what subject to is, go back to our series on creative <laughs> finance. I bought it subject to, it was, the deal was brought to me from Christian Hernandez. He found it on a foreclosure list. Amazing list to go call if you're looking for sub two deals. So he gets the deal, seller's a little bit behind on payment. So I got money to pay, right? If I, if I want to hold the deal, I got to come up with some money. So seller's behind payments, 8,000. Seller needs 8,000. Christian Hernandez wants to pay, get paid his assignment fee, closing costs, renovation costs, couple months of payments. And also I paid myself in the deal as well. To, for putting the deal together. What did all of that add up to? $45,000 is what Very typical deal though. Like a lot of my yeah. creative deals, sub two, seller carry, it's around twenty five to 40000 yeah. in cash outlay. Right, so if times. you want to buy 10 rentals this year and you don't want to use any cash, credit, or credentials of your own, then you're going to need probably about three to 500000 in private capital and then go find 10 sub two or seller finance deals. So that money... The private money lender, her name is Debbie Liu. So Debbie Liu, different, different person of mine, private money lender, she's coming into the deal. She's giving me five-year terms. So she knows minimum, I'm going to give Pace my $45,000 for five years. 
I'm getting a 10% interest only payment, no points. So Debbie Lou will get a payment every month around $450 every single month for that 50 grand. Now, was that a prom note only or did you secure it with that deal? I secured it with the deal. Okay. So, so she's in second lien position. So when you say five year, then she'll just roll it into the next deal, but well, she's committing the money. She wants me to pay her back for five years after a five, after. Oh, it's a long, five. it's a hold. The deal's a long term. Yeah. This, one's, gotcha, a, this gotcha. one's a hold. Yeah. So Christian was the wholesaler on the deal. He yep. wholesaled the sub two deal to me. He mm-hmm. got paid in a, a fee out of Debbie Lou's money. Mm -hmm. Closing costs, renovation, all that stuff got paid. I paid myself $5,000 on this deal up front just because I'm like, I I like doing that. Just to say you did it. (laughs) Just to say I did it. And think about if I pay myself $5,000 on the deal, even though I'm holding the rental, what does that end up costing me every month? Like 40 something bucks. Yeah. So it just, and if my tenant is paying all of this for me, now here's the the next question. When does Debbie Lou get paid back? Mm-hmm. Okay. There's one of three ways that Debbie Lou gets paid back. Remember five year balloon, right? So in five years, I'm still going to own the house, but, and I'm going to, the, the sub two loan that I have, I don't have to pay off in five years, Yeah. but Debbie Lou's portion in second position needs to be paid off in five years or faster. Yeah. So three ways I pay off my private money lenders. One, from my cash flow. So if I'm cash flowing really good, I'll just make my cash flow, I'll take my net cash flow and give it to the lender as pay down, but I don't give it to them monthly. I let it stack up into an escrow account and then I give it all to them at one time. That's number one. Number two, if the house appreciates, Mm. I then go to a DSCR lender, which we'll talk about a DSCR lender in a little bit. That's another way to structure these. I'll go to a DSCR lender and refinance both the sub two loan out and Debbie Lou out, and now I have a new DSCR loan. Could you do traditional financing on yeah, a refinance do, too? Yeah, if you've absolutely. Got, yeah, so. Yeah, tr- you could do traditional financing. And then the third way I do it is I sell the house. If the house appreciates to a point, and it will in five years, mm-hmm. of course, it's in Dallas, a growing market, it will absolutely appreciate. I'll let the, pro- the property go up in value. I sell the deal, keep my cash flow, pay off Debbie. I paid myself in the thing. I probably walk away with forty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000 after all these years of cash flowing and Debbie gets her $45,000. You know, you could also go to Debbie Yep. and say, Hey, you know, I know your balloons do right now. Can we restructure a new term? Absolutely. Maybe pay her a little bit higher rate or, yep. Hey, can I pay you a thousand dollars to extend for another yeah, 24 an extension months. fee yeah. yeah, for another month, for another year, or she may be like, Pace, this is going so great. Let's do another five-year balloon. I don't need the money right now. I'm good to stay in the deal. The first it's deal, just worth the conversation. The first deal I ever did with Debbie Lou, so I met her at a meetup. Debbie Lou is in Arizona. I met her at a meetup, Steve Trang's meetup. Again, guys, going back to where to find private money lenders, it's a video we did. I met Debbie Lou there, and I said, hey, I've got deals. Always looking for people to jump in on my deals with me. She's like, oh, I can be a partner. I go, yeah, financing partner. You can be a financing partner. You bring the financing to the table. I'll pay you a simple interest. Simple interest means interest only. She goes, okay, sounds good. So the first deal I did with her is two years. And when I went to pay her off at the end of the two years, my title company calls her and says, hey, can we get a loan payoff amount? And she goes, oh my gosh, I forgot that I loaned that money to Pace. (laughs) She had no, she forgot. And you would think, well, isn't she getting monthly payments? Yeah, but it's like 300 bucks, 400 bucks, whatever. It was so nominal to her that she didn't even remember. And she goes, can I just 
put the money back into another deal. Yeah. I don't want I don't want the yeah. money back. Because she doesn't want it sitting at 0.01% interest in her checking oh. account. So that's how I structured that deal. I know it sounds it's very nitty-gritty, but Jerry says we're getting to the weeds. Mm-hmm. So where I found the deal, where I found the lender, how my relationship with the lender unfolded, what interest rate I'm paying her, the length of time, what how I'm plan, planning on paying her back, how does it benefit me? Now, the one part I probably haven't explained at all is that my total, my PITI on the Dallas house that I bought sub two, plus Debbie lose money, plus some vacancy repairs allocation to a, like a little safety account. And you compare that to the money I'm bringing in on rent, I'll cash flow about $300 a month on this property. I'm literally no money in the deal. I paid myself $5,000 up front. Everybody got paid along the way and I'm still cash flowing 300 bucks a month. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, it's crazy. So it's a true zero down deal. True zero. It's a true zero yeah. down deal. And but got paid to do the deal. But it, it wasn't zero down with the original structure because there was 40 grand in cash that was needed. What Pace turned it zero down because you brought private money in to right. fund the extra, all the things, the assignment, the closing, all of it. And this is the this is the sad thing about people that are going out and doing one rental or two rentals a year is because they're sitting there going, I have to use all my own money. Why? Well, one, you haven't learned how to raise money. Mm-hmm. Two, even if you did learn how to raise money, The problem you have is that a lot of lenders will not allow for you to bring non-seasoned funds. If they're not your own money, if you go to a traditional lender and they go, where's your down payment coming from? And it's not coming from your own funds, they won't give you the loan. So going with either DSCR lender or a... Um, or using creative finance allows me to bring my private money from any source. Nobody cares where my private money comes mm-hmm. from. So that's why I, the last you know six, seven years, I've really focused on creative finance because I know how to raise money and I don't want to go to a lender, a traditional lender like Bank of America, Chase, Wells Fargo, um, credit unions, whatever they go, well, where's the hard, where's the down payment coming from? And how are you paying for the renovation costs? And I go, oh, I'm using pro- somebody's private money. They'll go, oh, no, 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 you're not. It has to season in your account. It has to be your money. Mm-hmm. So a creative acquisition with private money, you can scale your business infinite. You, there's no limit to how many deals you can do. Let me share a story similar where I did a, a deal that was, uh, it was in Chandler, Arizona, a couple years ago. And this is a great example because it was a luxury flip and it was a new construction part never got finished. So I bought it like, you know, post drywall and it needs mm. finished. Like like the builder developer ran out of money type of uh, thing? It was a suicide. It was a, oh. it was a really sad story. Wow. Yeah. Um, the, Do you remember how you got that deal? New Western. Ooh, wholesaler. So, so get this whole new Western calls me and they say, we have no idea what to do with this property. We know that you like luxury. You're the guy. Yeah. They're like, we, we have a handful of people that we can even call like in your one of them. So I'm like, okay, tell me about the deal. And so I said to the new Western, I said, look, I got to figure out a lot of things. Like, I don't even know what this is going to take to do this deal. And I can't be going between you and seller. Yeah. So like, what do you want to see? And what do I got to do to get you out of the way? So they signed a document that was like, not, you won't they, circumvent that. They said, thing. give us five grand. Like, just give us five grand. Wow. And we'll just let you take this deal. So I paid five grand as a wholesale fee for wow. this deal. It was an awesome deal. So I ended up putting the deal together. Well, it was a 600 buy. And I needed about 300 in rehab to finish this house. So all in nine and in the back end was one five. Oh, good deal. I literally, when COVID hit, so I sold this right when COVID hit, we got like two cash offers like on the first day on the market. Wow. Because money was scared and they wanted to buy or I don't know why. But anyway, I sold it for one five all in for nine. Well, I went to hard money to get the, and the hard money lent me 80%. Basically hard money lent me, just to make it simple, they they lent me the 600,000 to buy and I'm short about 300 grand. 
So then I go to private money. Well, guys, between a $600,000 loan with hard money and another 300,000, I need 900,000 in total cash to do right. the deal. But that's gonna, all of that's gonna come to about 10 grand a month in payment, right? So now I got this big flip I'm doing, you know, like a like a nine month turn or whatever to do the whole it's thing. 90,000 in payments. That's 90,000 in cash that I've got a service between the hard money and the short. So here's what I did that's, to my private that money. That scares a lot of new that's people. That's scary, I mean, it scares me and yeah. I do big deals. It's, that's, writing a check for 10 grand a month on a deal is stressful. Right. You're stressed out. So then when you're stressed out, you don't make good choices. So here's what I did. I went to private money and I said, hey, instead of asking for 300, I asked for 400. Mm. So this is what I call finance my financing or similar idea. Like you paid yourself out of the private money. Same idea. I over leveraged the private money. I took the 100,000 extra that I don't need for payments. I put that aside in an account and I use that money to make my $10,000 a month payment. So then I do the deal. I, I get the hard money for 600, private money for 300. I over borrowed another 100 to cover payments. I service my payments. I do the deal. I flip it and made like 400 grand on that flip after commissions, closing fees, everything, and did this deal with literally not a single dime. Not even making monthly payments, nothing. I financed all of it. Even my carrying costs, I financed. See, this is like, I, I look at this and I'm like, this is also in my mind creative finance. Like, people don't realize creative It really finance. is. It is. Yeah. You used somebody else's money to do a deal. You're, you didn't use a credit check. You didn't use any of this stuff. You literally walked into a deal, no credentials, nothing. No, I, you probably didn't have a pull on your credit, I'm sure. No, no, there was no credit check or nothing. And here's what's interesting. So my private lender, I had to say to my private lender, I said, look, I'm going to borrow 400, but um, it's a great deal, right? So the deal stands alone, but they're like, you know, um, and this is a lender I'd used a couple of times, but they said to me, they said, you know, I'm not sure I feel comfortable being in second position. Mm. And I said, great, no problem. Why don't you lend me the 600 and then you can be in first position or lend me the whole thing and you can, and they were like, well, I don't have 600. That's why you're in second position, right? So when I, when I have private lenders who are like, ah, I'm lending you 50 grand, but I don't like being in second position. I say to them, well, that's fine. You can be in first position, but now you got to lend me 200. I really like that. The <laughs> and my- they quickly get it. They're like, oh, okay. The reason why you're in second position is because you're not the primary funding source in this deal. Right. And a lot of people then that kind of like a light bulb goes off and they're like, okay, that makes sense. Here's, here's the other thing that, that I say, I really like that with the second position. When somebody says that to me on second position, there's two things that happen sometimes where I can't do a second position. Sometimes the, the lender goes from their old education, they'll say second lien position is really risky. I'm like, not, have you looked at the deal? It's not a yeah. risky, it's not, it, it has a risk always, but it's not a risky situation. But Because I your loan to value is so good. You know, right. if you're adding the second lien position, but let's say you're borrowing, in my case, 900, but the, right. but the asset's worth one five, right. you're still protected with the equity. Right. Not as protected because you're in second position, but, but you're, you're still, still protected. still protected. Either A, let's say I can't overcome that for whatever reason, yeah. which I, I don't have that problem anymore. But when I first started, I go, well, why don't you just be my partner on the deal? Mm-hmm. Okay. You be my partner on the deal and I'll give you a portion of the equity on the back yeah. end. We'll form, we'll form an LLC yep. together. So instead of me, which I do that all the time too, it's a great structure. So now they're not in second lien position. They're actually a partner on the Mm -hmm. deal and their name is on all the docs and their name is on the deed. So if I get hit by a bus or something bad happens to me, then they can step in and finalize the deal. Right? So that's one way to overcome it. Worst case scenario, if that doesn't work. Second thing that does happens as well is that sometimes my lender, my hard money lender, um, will say, we don't want anybody in second lien position. No junior liens. 
Okay, yeah. so there's two ways I overcome that. Either A, I will bring this, the private money lender, or if the seller is kicking back a second lien position, like on your hotel yeah, that you got. that's a great example. You can, you can have your seller or your private money lender on your LLC as a silent, non-decision-making partner, and their buyout agreement in that partnership is whatever you owe them. Mm. So you can buy them out of the, of the partnership in the same way that you would have bought them out of their second lien position. Um, or, this is a little bit more rare, but we've done this about a dozen times, is you can have your private money lender file a UCC1 on the LLC. So UCC1 is essentially a lien that you can put on people's businesses. So if they can't lien not the, the property, house, not the, the house. The business, which it, in this case is an LLC that, that owns, owns the, the house. asset. Yeah. So now it bypasses all of those requirements. I know this is getting into this, the weeds, but guys, this is way in the weeds, but look at these workarounds. Yeah. So Pace has just found a solution to a problem. When, a, when the hard money lender says no junior liens, mm-hmm. Pace is like, well, no junior liens just means what's a creative way to round that? Yeah. <laughs> right? Because <laughs> there's a workaround. There's a way to yeah. structure something legally still that meets those requirements, but still gets your deal done. Smart people, wealthy up here, forget about our bank accounts, but we're wealthy right here. Invest in education, invest in ourselves so that we can find workarounds to get a solution provided to a problem. Yeah, but those are some great ones with the lean position, right? Right, right, right. right. That's a really awesome strategies there. And so, you know, the this po- is an interesting question. Yeah. Okay. So I'm on a TV show with Jamil and Rahima mm-hmm. and it sounds like you're doing this too. This is something I've never been a big fan of and you, you do this and I'm curious why you do it. This is good for the audience because it, it just shows you there's a thousand different ways to skin mm-hmm. the cat. Jamil and Rahima, when we partnered on the TV show and we both came with our respective strategies to have to create one cohesive strategy so the TV show could have an easier time filming, I came to them and I go, all right, cool, I'll bring my deals, you guys bring your deals, you guys bring your partners, I'll bring my partners. And they go, I go, then we'll bring our private money lenders. And they go, we don't have private money lenders. I go, what do you mean you don't have private money lenders? And they go, we have partners. Yeah. I'm like, okay, what do you mean by that? Yeah. And they go, well, they fund the deal and they get 50%. And I'm like, dang, that's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. You're paying them a lot of money. If you go make a hundred grand on the deal, you're paying them 50 grand mm-hmm. out of the deal yeah. versus I'm paying over on my side $15,000 because I just paid them interest. Yeah. So that's another way you can structure a deal is private money lenders. When you're brand new, I would say this is a really great strategy. Go to a guy like me, go to a guy like Jerry, go, if you fund the deal, I'll give you 50%. Or even more, yeah. Or even yeah. more, okay? I'm doing this right now. This is another thing I teach in Gator. In Gator, I show people how to sponsor other people's DSCR loans mm-hmm. and get 50% of their deal without with only sponsoring the loan. They so signing on the loan. Signing yeah. on the loan. Under, yeah. On a DSCR loan, signing on the loan, and not having to bring any cash to the table, still get 50% of the deal. I think it's a great strategy, but I'm wondering... When do you use that and when yeah. do you not? So really the difference here is, um, I mean, technically it's between debt and equity. So debt would mean just a straight, simple interest rate. Okay. You're not getting any percentage of profit. You're getting paid first because no matter what the deal does, you get paid your interest. So this, right? is a, this is a private money lender you're talking about. Private money lender, yeah. Or do they want to participate in the deal in an equity position? Which would be more of a partner. Which is now a partner, right? Because like now- a pro- They're a private money partner now. And think about the pros and cons. The deal could not make any money, which means there's nothing to split. Yeah. And, or, then, you, and then the pro for you, this is a great answer, is that you didn't have to make payments along the way on a right. deal that ends up losing money. So here's my personal, there's there's so oh, many different ways. That's a great answer. Yeah, there's so many different ways to do it, but if I'm gonna give up 50% equity to my money, yeah. my money lender, I want zero out of pocket. Yeah. 
So that's kind of like the rule I'll have. Like, I, I really like, I just really like that answer you gave of like, if the deal, especially in, in, in the 2022 environment where the market was kind of trending downward, interest rates were going up, I would rather as a capital raiser go to people and say, let's partner on the deal. So I'm not hemorrhaging payments along the mm -hmm. way. I have less risk on my side, but you have way more upside if we go and make this money. Yeah. That's, that's a great way to, to look at the deal and structure it differently based on the environment, Mm -hmm. the economy and your current uh, situation and resources and length. So like sometimes if you're in a big deal and it's, it's a lengthy deal, you know, going debt means you've got this big payment to yeah, service can eat you up for 18 months, 12, 18 months. Yeah. That can, that can really chew into a lot of your profit, especially if it goes longer. So like, I like to look at, um, an equity split with someone as more patient money. Oh, yeah. So I'll tell the lender, I'll say, look, this, like, let's take my, one of my luxury deals. You know, it's going to take me six months to get entitlements and permits and everything. Then it's going to take me another 18 months to build. This is a two-year turnaround. I'd rather be, and then and then it maybe it takes us an extra six months to sell it because yeah, we have to be patient. Two it's two, two and a half years. I don't want to be making you a freaking payment for two and a half years. Yeah, and I don't want, I, I want whoever's money is plugged into that deal for a couple of years to have a good upside as well. So yeah. they want to do it again on the next They want to do it again, but they have to be patient. Like, listen, Great your answer. money's going to be sitting in this deal for two, two and a half years, but you can't be pressuring me about... Don't make a call on me. Don't call me about... There's no payments, right? Yeah. So it's a different kind of money versus if I'm doing a little banger flip that's four months, yeah. I don't want to give an... I don't want to do an equity deal on that. No. I want to borrow eight, 10% money, turn it, pay them four or five grand in interest, and I made 30. See, guys, this is what I'm talking about, where it, depending on the e economy depending on your current situation, depending on the environment you're in, you change up your strategy and the structure to fit the situation. Totally, yeah. The other thing too is that when you have a brand, I got this tip from Grant Cardone. So Grant Cardone is like a little bit flashy, but he takes the checks he mails, which is really stupid. Because yeah. people criticize him like, why are you sending ma So checks? he doesn't do an ACH deposit, No, he does a, a Physical check. check. For two reasons okay, why. I got to hear this. Because when you get a, something that comes to your house, it's like, oh, it's like a present. It's a gift. He gets to have a thank you note associated with it. He has it on really nice letter. I can letterhead. see that. Now, number two. I'd be pissed because now I got to go deposit it. Right. <laughs> but the, the se second reason he does it is because now he can go on Instagram and go, look at all these checks I'm sending out to all my private money oh, lenders today. Smart. Yeah. So when you're, when you're a marketer and a promoter, we all know he's marketing and promoting, but the people that are like, man, I wish I was getting one of those checks are like, how do I get involved in that? Yeah. And oh, you I'd look be at, down in the description and guess what? There's a way to go click on there the you thing. Go. Yeah. Super it's smart. Genius. Love that. Well, this was really great. This was good. We got, I mean, is there anything else we want to cover on this? I think what we do in the next part of the series is I think we break down some addresses and we break down like, here's the money and here's how it worked. And we do some whiteboard st stuff yeah. um, on a, a physical whiteboard so people can see how to structure those deals. You guys can do it. We got some resources for you. There's the there's some private money raising tools that can help you. It's called myfundingkit.com. We'll put that in the description. And also, if you want to learn more about the Gator funding, how to be either a Gator lender or how to borrow Gator funds, if you haven't heard what that is from the previous videos, uh, Pace has a program where he actually teaches you how to lend micro lending, really, like yeah. earnest money deposits of $1,000 and other pieces of the deal where with very little money, you can participate in deals. You can JV, double and triple your money on some of these deals. It's a phenomenal way yeah. to 
put some cash to work. Or if you're in that position where you're really early in your business and you're and cash is like your bottleneck, yeah. then don't let that stop you from earnest money or or doing a sub two deal or whatever. You can actually go get these investors that will lend you that money and participate in deals with you. So that's called uh, Pace Coin That Gator Lending or Gator Funding. But uh, we'll put a link below for that as well. It's really game changer. You got to learn how to do that. And then, uh, and then, guys. Also, if you want us to. You know, when Pace and I get back together next time, build on this library, this master class of raising capital. Like you, you talked about the whiteboard. We could do multiple deal breakdowns. I mean, we're going to do that in the creative finance series too. Just yeah. keep adding, but we're going to do that in the next video. And um, what else? Is that it? That's I think it. that's it, guys. Let us know if we're changing your life with this information and we'll see you on the next video.